we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Alex, and you're tuned into the Market Adventures podcast. It is Sunday, February 14th, and happy Valentine's Day. I hope you made someone feel very special this weekend. It is Valentine's Day after all. Today, we'll be going through my watch list going into this short week, Monday being a holiday, of course. But before we start, make sure you go and like the Market Adventures Twitter page at InvestingPod. Do it now. And leave a reply letting me know any companies that you have on your watch list for this week. Depending on the setup and premium prices, here are my five swing trade slash option trades for this week. First, Apple. They had an announcement over the weekend. There's a Bitcoin integration called uh, BitPay that's going to be added to Apple Pay. So people who use Apple Pay can now make payments with Bitcoin. Now, the bears have been selling this stock hard over the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure why, but there appears to be a bid where the bulls are holding ground, but haven't begun to push back very hard yet. So there is still a bid and there's still some bulls waiting, but I'm not sure what they're waiting for, but they're definitely there trying to protect Apple from falling below that 130 price. Now, it's riding the eight day moving average and 20 day moving average. The volume is decreasing going sideways. Now, decreasing volume on a sideways movement is normally indicative of a breakout either on the upside or the downside. And again, we're hoping to the upside, not just hoping. Uh, With Apple's earnings, it should have been going up. I mean, it had very, um, it had amazing earnings um, over the last quarter. So I'm waiting for the bulls to kind of start pushing back against these bears. Now, Fisker, um, ticker single FSR, They got an upgrade by Morgan Stanley and a few other banks to an overweight, and it is a price target of $27. Now, overweight just means that among its peers, they're expecting Fisker to outperform uh, the the peers in its group, which in this case would be like the EV space. Now, Fisker also got some news dealing with uh, Magna, and I put that in one of the last episodes when I talked about my uh, top EV stocks. They had a deal with Magna, making them one of the few electric vehicle makers on the market that have a major, major, major uh, manufacturer and supplier backing them, which again, gives them a lot more legitimacy than a lot of these other brand new EV stocks on the market. Uh, FedEx is my number three, just because the technicals look amazing. Obviously, you have e-commerce and Amazon growing at an exponential level, and you don't expect it to slow down at all. And FedEx being one of those 
premier carriers for um, Amazon doing some of their e-commerce delivery, as well as FedEx having a lot of partnerships around the world handling delivery. Number four is uh, Wells Fargo. Now, a lot of these companies, so I mentioned Apple, I mentioned Fisker, I mentioned FedEx, the technicals look amazing in terms of all the indicators are looking bullish and it's in a stage of either accumulation or distribution, but it is flattening, looking like a, um, if you're following the money flow with Gerald Peters, it would look like a stage one. Um, after a decline, it's been flattening out, looking for a way to get back up essentially. Wells Fargo. Now, some of these are, I'm adding some fundamental cities as well because there is some fundamentals that play into it, but all of them have technical support. Let me just get that out of the way because I, I mentioned that. All of them have technical support, but I'm giving you some of the fundamental reasons that kind of give me more impetus, right? Because it's nice to always have more than one thing in your corner, Right. If you're a technical analyst, you still have to learn fundamentals. If you're a fundamental analyst, it behooves you to understand how technicals work. I'm trying to give us a little bit of both. Okay, back to it. Now, number four, Wells Fargo. Um, Wells Fargo, again, the charts look great. It's lagging behind the other banks, which are all making a move to the upside. Um, and we have new home purchases on the rise and a potential for increase in interest rates. And all of those benefit uh, Wells Fargo's very heavy mortgage business. They own a lot of mortgages on their balance sheet. So having new homes rise in pricing and increase in sales, in addition to a potential increase in interest rates uh, in the coming uh, months, maybe even years, that bodes well for Wells Fargo. And yeah, all the weekend indicators are very, very bullish. Uh, Zoom and UNH, I put them both in there uh, kind of side by side just because they're strictly technical. I don't see any news, nor did I care to really look up anything pertaining to them. Zoom um, is supported, I guess, by Kramer. Um, Kramer mentioned Zoom, and he kind of supported it with a lot of the things. Kramer is a very smart guy, by the way. I don't buy anything he tells me to buy or sell anything he tells me to sell because, you know, I don't follow tips. But when it comes to understanding information about a company, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And I do I support in what he says about Zoom and that Zoom is more than just a, a play on the economy opening up or shutting down. It's become a way of life. And I don't believe that anybody's going to stop using Zoom anytime soon. And I know for, for me, I might be switching my podcast um, to Zoom recording when I do interviews. So Zoom is always going to be there as an option for people, especially for or for uh, e-learning. Uh, UNH also has a uh, a new CEO, which um, typically companies don't really like because it adds a little uncertainty in the beginning. As you saw with Amazon, Amazon's new CEO comes from within the country. He ran the um, the web services, the cloud services part of Amazon, which has been amazing over the last couple of years. But even with that guy going in as the new CEO, even with his rich history and massive success, Amazon still sold off because brand new leadership is always uncertain and the market doesn't really like uncertainty. So UNH's new CEO um, does pose a problem in the near, near future for the price movement, but uh, I believe the market's going to go over it relatively quickly. And that's just my opinion because, again, the technicals for UNH look amazing. Now, technicals don't always trump fundamentals, um, 
But in this kind of a market, I believe that technicals will start to emerge as the the um, the dominant force for analysis. So right now, I'm I'm sticking with UNH, even with that bad news or um, unsettling news. I believe that the technicals are going to override this one and push the stock even higher. And the last one here I've got is Wendy's. Now, Wendy's, you don't really do option trades on Wendy's. Um, the chain is just not, not liquid enough, but it would make a good swing trade. You can pull out maybe 10% off of this move. Um, they got an upgrade from several banks, and the price target is $25, hovering around $20, $21. So if you jump in and jump out you know, with a $4 price increase, even if it doesn't get to $25, it gets to $24, you can pull out a, a sizable a profit depending on how much leverage you go into the position with. Now, it is trading within a range. Of about 14%, like I mentioned, but it's at the bottom of the range now. Um, you so you'd want to have a stop loss at about $20.50, which gives you a, a good 2% um, stop loss, right? You never want to lose more than 2% on any trade, so it gives you a nice 2% stop loss. It's a little tight, but it is um, right around and below a few indicators. So the idea is that those would form a resistance to the stop loss. But if you get stopped out of the position, uh, it's fine, honestly. If you get stopped out of the position, that's okay. If it starts to move in your favor, maybe it dropped down to 2040, and then it starts to shoot up. You can still get back in, but it, at least you have a nice tight stop loss. But at, being at the bottom of the range where Wendy's is right now, um, all the fundamentals look fine, and they've gotten recent upgrades from banks from a, a price target of 25 Right now, it's $5 off its price target, um, which is a pretty big deal when you're talking about a, a $20 stock. And so we can't forget about the long-term portfolio, right? So now we're going to transition into three great companies, uh, actually four. Now I'll give you, I'll give you five. I will give you five great companies you owe me. I'll give you five great companies that are priced well to pay a great dividend, um, but also have some potential growth uh, behind their company model and some of the commitments they've made um, since the start of 2020 and 2021. So my first is AT&T. I'm adding AT&T to my portfolio like crazy. This, Kramer and I disagree. Again, he's got a wealth of knowledge. I disagree with him on AT&T. I think they've got the 5G infrastructure. They may not be as big as uh, T-Mobile and Verizon in the 5G network, but they have 5G. They've got an amazing stream, streaming platform that's a little slow to keep up because Disney has all the excitement right now. Um, but I think they have an amazing streaming platform. They still have a lot of ad potential with the Warner Brothers uh, catalog that they own. And... In addition to that, their self-services are still doing great, but they are paying down their debt. I mean, people are really um, apprehensive when it comes to AT&T, but AT&T has made a commitment over the last two or three years. They've been paying down debt like crazy and doing share buybacks. So I don't know. People are tripping on AT&T. AT&T is the number one on my list for long term. But let me get going um, because I will keep talking about AT&T all day. I'm likely buying a $30 call option leap. If you don't know what a leap is, listen to the last episode, episode 137, about the best option investing strategy if you have no time. I'm likely buying a $30 call option leap for AT&T uh, that expires in January 2023. The pricing for that seems 
really low to me and it has a history of running up um, a couple hundred dollars and its low point is again a couple hundred dollars low which is at where it's at today it's at its very lowest um, and I'm comfortable there I think AT&T has been riding the bottom of this for some time now it's sitting right above a, a major technical level um, and it's got all the things going for it barring any kind of major mishap uh, AT&T is still great dividend paying stock I want that $30 call option leap because it's cheap AT&T is right at $30. Every dollar over $30, I'm going to be in the money, and it's going to be just bank because I've got, what is that, two years until it expires, which means that time premium is going to be insane, and I love it. McDonald's is the second company. Um, it still has a lot of growth potential. Okay, They're trying to get rid of all their employees by making their um, dining uh, fully automated. They've been kind of messed up with all the um, foreign closures, you know, in China, not in China, but like in Europe, they've been closing. They're still in a lockdown. So obviously McDonald's is um, international business is going to suffer and a lot of their business is international. So when other countries start opening up and the vaccines improve in those countries, that's obviously going to help McDonald's bottom line. In addition to the continued dollar weakness, um, is helping McDonald's to some degree. And just like companies like Nike, I guess the idea is that when the dollar is weak and other currencies are stronger, if someone pays a dollar, pays one euro uh, for a McChicken over in Europe, that's going to convert to more dollars because the dollar is so weak. So the weaker the dollar gets and the stronger foreign currencies get, the more international business they can do, it'll convert to more dollars on our end, um, which helps international businesses like McDonald's and like Nike. Coca-Cola's number three, still great growth potential. There was a freak reaction that dropped the stock price a couple of dollars down to like 48. Um, so Coca-Cola went on sale. Great company. They're reducing the amount of expenses there they have. Um, they're making more revenue on less sales. I mean, it's a no-brainer. It's a you know OG company. It's been around for a long time. It's not going anywhere. IBM and Verizon are number four and five, and I would say it's the same thing. Both of them are OG companies. Verizon has a crazy 5G in infrastructure and a lot of cash on hand, and they're doing a lot of partnerships right now to continue with their growth and reach. IBM is the same thing. They're um, another OG company fantastic dividend yield, uh, incredible moat. They've been around for a long time. They've always increased their dividend and stuck to their dividend. So their investors love that company. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. And they have a lot of cash on hand should they find something that they want to invest in to broaden their their uh, reach and scope in terms of being able to sell more products, either be it uh, e-commerce or partnering with AI on Palantir, uh, excuse me, partnering with Palantir on AI, like IBM has been doing, there's a lot of options for these OG companies when they have a lot of cash and they have a lot of sustained, um, they have a lot of history in the markets handling all kinds of crap and still paying their dividends. It says a lot about the company and if they have money to invest, it also broadens their ability to really continue to grow. And I think, if you have an OG company, a strong defensive company with a good paying dividend, good dividend history, a lot of cash, 
and the ability to continue to grow, that gives you the opportunity to 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 make money on both ends, right? So those those are my picks for this week. That's my watch list for this week. On the swing trading and option side, looking at Apple, Fisker, FedEx, Wells Fargo, Zoom, UNH, and Wendy's. Wendy's again is more of a swing trade because the option chain is not great. And we're talking about long-term, uh, uh, great price targets and entries for long-term. You're going to look at AT&T. I'm also buying an AT&T Leap for 20, January 2023, uh, $30 call option on AT&T. I think that's going to be a big, big money play. Uh, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Verizon, and IBM. Now, I hope you enjoy the list. Remember, go to Twitter right now and let me know that you're, one, to support up the page, but also, two, let me know what you're looking at. Reply to my latest tweet and just let me know what you are looking at in terms of uh, plays for next week, be it option plays, swing trades, uh, Bitcoin, whatever you're looking to invest in. Let me know. And don't forget to make somebody feel special today, even if that someone is yourself. All right, be well, and until next time, remember, don't ask for security. Seek adventure.